Here and now. Here and now. Here and now. This should be our mantra of realization to realize the truth of the present moment. You may be familiar with people speaking of terms such as the eternal now, or at the very least, I'm sure we've all heard of some bohemian type personality talking about centering themselves. Well, this isn't simply new age nonsense. This is perennial knowledge. Even Einstein himself spoke of time being an illusion, a man-made concept. If you wish to understand the way, the Tao, the Dharma, one of the fundamental principles you must clearly understand is the true nature of time. Hello, my friends. My name is Lewis, and you're listening to Budo, The Martial Way. Reflect often on the speed with which all things in being or coming into being are carried past and swept away. Existence is like a river in ceaseless flow. Its actions a constant succession of change. Its causes innumerable in their variety. Scarcely anything stands still, even what is most immediate. Reflect too on the yawning gulf of past and future time, in which all things vanish. So in all this, it must be folly for anyone to be puffed with ambition, racked in struggle, or indignant at his lot, as if this was anything lasting or likely to trouble him for long. Marcus Aurelius The intention during meditation, whether it be while seated or engaged in any such activity, should always be to bring ourselves into the present moment. That is, to be consciously aware of the reality of the immediate situation and not to be lost in memories of past or ideas of the future. In the words of Shunryu Suzuki, to understand reality as a direct experience is the reason we practice Zazen and the reason we study Buddhism. I'll say that again. Understand reality as a direct experience. The usual Western idea of reality is almost as if it were a film reel, with the past and future extending infinitely in either direction and the present moment but a single fraction of an instant suspended in the middle. But in actuality, neither the past nor the future exist in any tangible way. If we are to consider the past to be a conceptualized idea within our mind, a construction built from the memories of a present moment which no longer exists, not as some physical plane we can literally transport ourselves to. And so too, the future is also an idea of a present moment which could potentially come to exist a conceptualized projection built from extrapolated information and again, not a literal place to which we are actually traveling toward. Were we to consider time in this manner, we would see the present moment not as a thin wafer stuck between the past and the future. Those boundaries of before and after do not exist. So instead, with no limitations on either side, This present moment is not in any way small or brief, but instead all that exists, expanding infinitely in all directions, an eternal and unceasing now. To quote, To realize freedom, the mind has to learn to look at life, which is a vast movement without the bondage of time, for freedom lies beyond the field of consciousness. Watch, 
but don't stop and interpret, I am free. Then you're living in a memory of something that has gone. To understand and live now, everything of yesterday must die. Bruce Lee. The question then becomes one of practical application. How can I apply this knowledge, this understanding of the infinitude of the present moment? How does it actually affect my daily life? This is an absolutely pivotal element of meditation, of awareness itself. This is what one speaks of when we talk about centering ourselves. Centering? Centering on what? You may ask, how could I possibly be anywhere but here, within the physical confines of my own body? Well, in a physiological sense, of course, there is no place we could ever be than within the fleshy walls of our own mortal frame, our own mind. But consciously, our awareness is often anywhere but here. As we daydream, imagine, ruminate and consider, our mind is off traversing time and space through memories of the past, projections of the future, thoughts of other people, other places, other times. Though we are conscious, though we are awake with our eyes open, even as we engage in activities, working, driving, relaxing, physically we are here, but consciously we are somewhere else, anywhere else, limited only by the extent of our imagination. To be lost in thought isn't inherently such a terrible thing. If you're a creative type of individual, this is exactly where the magic happens. But this is also where the darkness lies. Within the depths of our own imagination also lurks our anxieties, our worries and our regrets. So many of our perceived afflictions exist exclusively within the confines of our mind. So rather than being lost out there, in the past, in the future, in imagination, how do we come back here? How do we center ourselves here and now on this present moment? Posture and breathing. If you have listened to any of my podcasts before, especially my guided meditation, you will know that I always begin with posture and breathing because, as I have said before, these are our two most fundamental elements. We are always in some type of posture, lying, sitting, standing or walking, and we are always breathing. We can cease all other function. We can remain totally still, but we can never remove ourselves from our posture, nor may we stop breathing, not for very long at least. We also cannot stop thinking. Well, we can stop thinking, but that's moving into the territory of transcendental meditation, which is something we will discuss later. But for now, rather than attempting to cease all mental function, which, as I'm sure you're aware, isn't exactly easy, rather than attempting to stop thinking entirely, let us instead redirect our thoughts. We can reel our mind back in, back home to our base, our center, here and now, in this present moment. If you haven't already, now would be a good time to check out the first episode of my podcast, where I take you through a short session of guided meditation based on exactly that, the foundation of posture and breathing. And then, once we have developed that foundation, what can we build atop it? Sight, sound, body sensation, our window to the world, made possible through our five external senses, which I have also discussed in the fourth episode of the podcast, again with guided meditation. Because what we can see, what we can hear, and what we can feel, all of these things are happening right now, here, in this location, at this time. Quote, 
every hour of the day give vigorous attention, as a Roman and as a man, to the performance of the task in hand with precise analysis, with unaffected dignity, with human sympathy, with dispassionate justice, and to vacating your mind from all its other thoughts. And you will achieve this vacation if you perform each action as if it were the last of your life. Marcus Aurelius. I expect for many of you listening to what I'm saying, this isn't exactly news. And even if it is, I think a lot of you, if not maybe all of you, can clearly understand what I'm saying. We all know that the past and the future don't really exist on any physical plane, and that my imagination and thoughts all exist conceptually within my mind. You know that. I think you should understand what I'm saying to you. But the key is applying that understanding. You may sit there and say, yeah, yeah, I know all this, the eternal now, I'm always centered, no worries. As soon as you finish listening to this episode, as soon as you wander off and continue with your day, how many of you will slip straight back into that immaterial world of imagination, predicting and planning through thoughts of the future? Or maybe you'll be looking back into your memories of what I'm saying to you right now. The key is to catch yourself in those moments. If you have any experience with meditation, either taught by me or anyone else, you should know exactly what I'm talking about. Look for that moment of awareness, that instance of clarity in which you become aware of your own thoughts, aware of your wandering mind. And then, in that moment of mindfulness, bring yourself back, back to your center, to your posture, to your breathing, sight, sound, body sensation, your mantra, whatever it is that you use to anchor yourself to this present moment. And make no mistake, this takes practice, a lot of practice. So when you sit, when you meditate, whether during formal seated practice or as you are engaged in some action or activity, please keep this understanding of time in mind. Don't forget that this moment, this moment right now, is all that exists. Not me sitting here now recording this in my apartment. No, the moment you are experiencing right now as you listen to this. That's it. This is it. You're not going anywhere. You've not come from anywhere. This is all there is. This single, ceaselessly changing event. Here and now. Here and now. Or... If I may leave you with one final passage from the Hakakure, written by Yamamoto Sunetomo, there is surely nothing other than the single purpose of the present moment. A man's whole life is a succession of moment after moment. If one fully understands the present moment, there will be nothing else to do and nothing else to pursue. Live being true to the single purpose of the moment. Once again, thank you very much, friends. Thank you very much for joining me today. And as always, thank you very much to everyone who's been connecting with me online. Again, if you'd like to support me, if you'd like to support my work, I would greatly appreciate your help sharing this to anybody who you believe would find it interesting or useful in any way. Next week, I'll be talking about the five hindrances, which are a key understanding in Buddhist philosophy. And again, I think you'll find it really interesting. So please come back next week. But until then, those on the way become the way.